0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. Hey, welcome back. So today I want to talk slash rant uh, about today's, I don't know, style of, of investing and, and and talk about passive versus active investing for, for the average Joe on the street. Talk about AI and, and And algorithms and and ultimately what has enabled those strategies, passive investing, indexing, AI algorithms, to really succeed over especially the last 10 years, last couple years, uh, and even to some extent before that, uh, namely the the Federal Reserve and, and a more planned market or managed market, plunge protection team, government, central banks, that all comes into the conversation today, but I want to start off with this. This might sound like an ad, and it totally is. It's sort of an advertisement. It's me sharing with you something that is absolutely pertinent to today's topic, but also something I find interesting and, and would love for you guys to uh, give a shot or at least look into. So it's called Delphia, D-E-L-P-H-I-A. There's a link below in the description. Disclaimer, it's a, it's a referral link. I, I get some benefit from it, in theory, in the future uh, in terms of, of uh, giving the percentage of, of future returns from people that sign up under my referral link. But what am I talking about here? Delphia. It's this relatively new, soon app, platform, way of investing that I'm not totally buying into, but the idea behind it is data. Monetizing data. So we all, to some extent, leave a data trail. And and for all the concern about government using this, which I'm obviously against, but but I am also somewhat resigned to the fact that uh, at least right now, without change in, in the future, it's they're going to have access to it almost regardless. Uh, there's also the use by corporations, by business, by by uh, search engines, etc., to use that data to make money off of me whether it's ads or or various other uses for that data and there are browsers there's ways to protect that data i'm sure many you know google and, and, and other search engines and facebook and all that many of them have boxes you can check off to stop using all that data from being used with that being said, it, these ads sometimes are more intrusive than other times and it, it certainly is is a testament to the times we live in to the amount of data as well as just the surveillance that that is on us uh, almost on a, a constant basis uh, To some extent you, some would say that that's the price we pay for, for using things like Facebook which is a uh, revolutionary in terms of, of uh, social media as well as you know Twitter and Instagram and, and many other. Uh, platforms like that, Google and and other uh, search engines. I mean, it's a huge convenience to be able to look up uh, restaurants near me or look up best places to buy silver and gold or whatever. There's tons of uses for that. So you could say it's a cost of of using the service. However, what if there's a way to monetize your own data? So that's what Delphia is really position towards so the idea behind this is is two approaches to to making money off of your own data the first one is that when you sign up now it's not live yet it's not active yet it's it's still in its alpha beta stage if that okay they're still looking for new applicants which i again hope you guys could sign on for but if not whatever i, I don't want to make this too much of an advertisement or weird like that it's interesting nonetheless and again it relates to today's topic of of Investing in past investing and whatnot So so part of it is that they monetize this data They give you money when you say That I want to share a certain amount of data Maybe it's just your Facebook usage Maybe it's just your search data on Google Or maybe it's it's Facebook and Instagram and Twitter And Reddit and Pinterest and, and uh, Google And other search engines and, and Google Maps Your credit card usage Where are you spending your money All of that right you can kind of choose how much you want to share and then on top of that you can take that money and run or they give the option to uh have them kind of passively not passively uh invest it for you based on the data that they have harvested from you and tens or hundreds of thousands or even more eventually in the future of other delphia users right and so they gather data uh this many users went to McDonald's, this many users looked up this page on Facebook, this many, and they use AI, artificial intelligence, to sort that data and make investment decisions based on it. P- pretty novel idea, actually. So now your data is not only being used to target ads towards you, but also used to, you know, when enough data is, is collected, because that's really the case for data, you need millions of data points um, you can actually make investment-based decisions on that now is it going to be successful maybe maybe not the great thing about it is you can choose to just cash out and and not have them invest a period or or whatever it's up to you just an idea if you guys want to check it out and, and sign up under my referral link or not just google delphia i don't care honestly because it segues pretty well into today's topic Passive investing, indexing, ETFs, drives me up a wall to hear people using these. And you know it's more frustrating than that. <laughs> it works. How about that? Now, not always. Some of these ETFs, some of this indexing, some of this whatever, It hedge funds, pass, all these strategies to make money off the market, there's oftentimes fees associated with that. And it doesn't always work out the best. Although, I mean, a big part behind... Why ETFs and others have become so popular is because, well, a lot of times those fees are, are smaller than an actively managed fund. And, and the, the ultimately, the enabler behind all this is, well, if you want to get into the minutia, it's, it's the people that use these funds and use indexing, use the buy and hold passive investing strategy. But it's also central banks. It's also the plunge protection team. It's also governments the world over that target these markets, these funds, these individual stocks and assets, and and really keep them afloat. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. If you look at Apple, if you look at some of these other big named stocks, I mean, ultimately, there's a lot of active investing that goes on, but a lot of it is really more so passive flows. And, and I mean, then we get into the topic of, of quantitative analysis and, and the flow of funds and whatnot uh, from around the world or from asset to asset, stock to stock, etc. But that's where a lot of this comes from, and some of it is is by these these algorithms that move on a kind of medium to long term basis based on technical data in the market or even sometimes believe it are not fundamentals, a lot of it is algorithms, very short-term day trading, trade in and out positions based on technicals or headlines or whatever. But so much of it is, is passive, right? It's almost like you plug it into a computer and, and the, the trader or the coder or whatever presses enter and boom, it's it's active and, and it's sort of set it and forget it. You know, the analogy I've used in the past is like uh, cooking dinner. A lot of investing these days is set it and forget it. It's like a crock pot. It's like you, for those of you that aren't from northern Minnesota or aren't from whatever, a super Caucasian community, I'm sure these are actually widely used in many other communities too. It's just that I've always, you know, I, I, <laughs> I'm i white. If you haven't figured that out. And I grew up around a lot of white people, Scandinavian people, whatever. And crock pots, uh, especially among uh, somewhat older generations, are are big around here. Uh, so, so sorry, if you don't know what they are, they're basically pots ceramic pots that you put in this electric heater that completely surrounds a pot you put a top on you put the food in there and everything and you set it to lower to high whatever the recipe calls for and you forget about it for hours this isn't 20 minutes 30 minutes this is like three four five six plus hours that you put these meals in there whether it's a, a beef roast or whatever and you just forget about it piece of cake and then you come home from work or whatever and it's ready for you. And then you take it out and you eat it. And it's delicious, right? And, and that's sort of how a lot of investing today works, this passive investing. You know, if you want to look from the the long-term perspective, this is like throwing your money in a 401k for 20 years straight, so much match from each paycheck, et cetera, and just forgetting about it and letting it move up and down with the markets. Set it and forget it like a crockpot the same is true for these algorithms for ai for for uh passive investing for etfs indexing it's it's really just based on on yeah, there's some decision going into this like hmm i wonder if this algorithm based on these market cues or events or whatever would work best versus this one but after that i mean it's basically like the 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 person making the the roast or making the meal in the crock pot they're like hmm, what if this spice would work this ingredient etc and then they forget about it it's it's very passive right and and it ultimately leads to some very irrational markets markets that are built on on headlines markets that are built on on flow of funds markets that are built on on well in short everything but what should ultimately matter to uh, a stock a corporate bond a government bond uh, a currency etc and that is fundamentals Fundamentals should be what matters to Apple or Tesla or Google or Microsoft's stock price, right? And and believe me, uh, there is this justification that goes on. Uh, markets decide for whatever reason with intervention and passiveness and all that that, that Tesla should be valued at a market cap higher than, than Ford and, and GM's market cap combined, right? That's where we're at right now. I used to think it was crazy when it was higher than Ford, but now it's both of them. Okay, and then there's this after the fact justification that occurs. Well, it's it's valued that high because of future expectations of profits, because of uh, improving whatever. But but generally not like real now in the moment fundamentals, which is what should matter. I mean, there's an argument to be made for like forward looking guidance and what that makes. But but as far as like Apple goes, it's. Eh, they're a good company and all that, but it's not like super bullish, am I wrong? I mean, iPhones are are still pretty big deal and, and certainly their new ones are, I'm sure. Great. I'm an Android guy, but but I have some respect for Apple and what they do with their products. But is it like justifying the valuation that it's at right now? Same thing goes for Tesla, but but actually not really same thing goes because in all real reality, Tesla doesn't have that great of a business plan. They're they're profitable in in, in barely profitable in in their best quarters and, and deeply unprofitable in most quarters right and and i mean their current plan is to to i don't know exhaust model 3 demand and then move on to the model y which is Not well received by investors, by those in the car community and whatnot, because it's extremely similar to, similar to the Model Three, right? And then in theory, you have the Cybertruck, you have the Tesla Semi, the Roadster, but those aren't money making, at least not anytime soon, or, or in this universe potentially, right? And so I mean, what's the what's the justification there, right? But but it is justified after the fact, right? But there's passive investing ultimately. Is enabled by central banks by governments that seemingly target these markets, right? I mean, we can talk about the Swiss National Bank and and their purchase of foreign assets, foreign stocks, oftentimes U.S. stocks, Apple, and and many of these other ones. They're they're a huge holder of them. Uh, look at the Bank of Japan; Uh, they've been buying ETFs, I mean, domestic equities for a long time now in Japan. Yeah, I mean, they, they can almost pick and choose what they want to go up by creating this artificial demand demand from printed money for these various assets. You have the plunge protection team, right? You have these crazy numbers, right? I'm not a big numbers guy, right? Uh, There's some out there that believe that the, the elite, uh, those that are in power like to work off of really specific numbers and that they're symbolic. And I'm, I get it. There's some interesting coincidences that may be more than just that. I don't know, but I'm not huge, and that's why you don't hear me talking huge about these these numbers signifying all that. But hey, I mean, we we all remember what the S and P ultimately bottomed out at in was it two thousand nine, two thousand ten? I forget. I think two thousand nine, six hundred and sixty six points, right? But but I mean, that's not just the weird one. You have these these algorithms, these these panic bids at the close. You have. What certainly would look like artificial manipulation of the markets. And ultimately what it leads to is this false sense of security by these passive investors that they may not understand why. But their 401k, their portfolio is almost inevitably always saved. It's always saved by the plunge protection team. You know, when things are looking bad, when you're in December 2018 and and the stock market's crashing, well, have faith because by some miracle or some, I don't want to say the word divine intervention, I'm thinking of a wittier term, but but through some intervention by by ultimately those that the markets today view as gods, as divine, Steve Mnuchin, Jerome Powell uh, and company, for the plunge protection team they step in and save the day and, and lo and behold here we are a year plus later and we're at all-time highs for the stock market right somebody always comes in and saves the day and and don't get me wrong when you, when you look at it over the long term it is not as rosy as it looks when you look at where the nasdaq or the s&p or the dow jones has gone since 2008 2009 and their bottom where they've gone since 2001 it's it's not as great as many investors would like you to believe because many you know, uh, analysts, advisors, etc. are really buying to this buy-and-hold strategy, this really passive crockpot investing. And, and when you take into account the real rate of inflation, then it's even less, uh, I don't know, rosy of a picture. It's, it, it looks much worse, actually, at that point, right? Uh, but as far as investors are concerned, I mean, the last 10 years has been great for them. Right? Last 20 years has been decent for them. Even though, in reality, if you look at the numbers, their return is not great. If you're just looking at the indexes, and when you take real counterinflation, inflation, it's it's average, fair. It's it's not great. It's not terrible, but it's not great, right? But ultimately, all of that is so deeply managed by the government, and 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 it's 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 a bubble in and of itself, right? The stock market, the the bond market. Uh, it's, it's all in a bubble, but so is passive investing and, and all the variations thereof. Algorithms, which is in many ways similar to AI. Uh, what else do we have? ETFs, indexing, uh, mutual funds. I mean, it's all it's all really passive. And, and passive is in its own bubble, right? We, we have this world where it's just like, it's almost a no-brainer. It has been at times to so just stick with a passive route. Don't mess around with actively trading stuff. I mean, it leads to a population that is, I think, incredibly misinformed, not poorly informed, to some extent that's true, but, but also just misinformed about what markets are driven by, how they operate, what's going on in the world, what's going on in the monetary f- sphere and, and economic, etc. Misinformed, ill-informed, because why bother with all that when it's as easy as just buy and hold? put it in the crock pot, set it on low, and, and take it out when you retire. But I think this bubble is going to pop. Right? And, and I don't know what that means for Delphia, you know, going back to the beginning of this discussion. I, I don't know. I just to share that with you guys again. But but it's going to pop. And, and active investing is, is going to have its day in the sun again. And I'm really looking forward to seeing what that looks like. How far down the the line even to to the average Joe on the street does active investing extend to because let's be honest average Joes aren't always the best at at picking stocks and whatever picking assets whatever but but again how much of that even in the last 10 20 years has been because it's been so managed and and they, they'd, they'd already picked wrong before they even knew it because, you know, it seems like the only right way to pick is, is to pick the the big tech companies or to, to, to pick the index or whatever, right? So I don't know how far it will extend, but I think we'll see, uh, first of all, a lot of these ETFs and, and similar assets, whether it's uh, bond funds, corporate bond funds, mutual funds, etc cetera, uh, really have an extremely difficult time because of a liquidity crisis, right? Because all of a sudden, all of these—not all of them, but a lot of them—are trading on similar signals, similar technicals, similar events, headlines, etc. And I envision this event where all of a sudden, you, you see this huge amount of, of money flow out of certain assets. I, I think a great example that has been used by many is is this eventual—who knows when? But eventual. Uh, bubble in in uh, the, the the corporate bond market pop uh, specifically this 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 huge amount of corporate bonds that are on the verge of investment grade or, or sorry not investment grade high yield corporate bonds uh usually called junk bonds okay there is a huge amount that is on the cusp of being rated one level lower, that would put them in that investment grade, uh, sorry, not investment grade, uh, high-yield junk bond status. And it's only a matter of time before those rating agencies and their balance sheets of these companies, et cetera, deteriorate and the recession hits and everything, and all of a sudden you have a huge amount of downgraded credit move into this this high-yield, this junk bond uh, sector. And, and what that ultimately leads to is is, is a, uh, you know, throw numbers. I don't know the exact numbers. This is nowhere close. In fact, I have no idea what the numbers are in terms of hundreds of billions because my memory is not that good and I don't have them in front of me. But let's say it's $100 billion that's currently in high yield. It's way more than that, but high yield junk bond funds. But then we have this bubble pop in these on the cusp of being junk bond bonds, now, all of a sudden, you have an extra $50 billion move into this space. Well, what happens then? All of a sudden, I mean, the, the demand is just not there. The demand isn't there for all those extra bonds. What happens to them? Well, across the board, you see the price for these high-yield, these junk bonds, plummet. And, and we know with bonds, what happens when the price plummets, the, the price skyrockets, right? They, they move inversely. Right? And that's just one example. The same is true for I think a lot of these ETFs that invest in, in currencies, uh, government bonds. Liquidity is going to be thin because they're all going to be moving in the same direction. Right? And all of a sudden you have certain assets that just lack this, the amount of demand to, to sustain the current prices. That's, that's liquidity that, that we're going to be left with. It could happen the other direction for some assets, right? A low liquidity, high demand situations, and then in the price much, much higher. But for a lot, it's going to be very much the opposite. Uh, a low liquidity, uh, um, uh, low demand for these assets. And and with supply being even, you're, you're going to see the price really plummet, right? And so this bubble is going to pop eventually and 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 believe me it's it's what's the analogy i always use there's the crock pot and then there's the the salmon i think that's i don't know if i say fish or salmon but the salmon that you are grilling on the grill we're not smoking this salmon we're grilling it and how long can you leave salmon on the grill i don't know a couple minutes tops and then it gets dry it gets burnt even if if you're just putting the skin on the grill or the scales Right, it, you can ruin it pretty quickly by just waiting too long, and and you have to be active. You have to be vigilant, right? You have to keep an eye on it. Put the seasoning on or whatever the oil, whatever you're going to put on it. Get it on, get it off. Make sure it's cooked all the way, and you're done. And that's what I think we're going to eventually see investing shift to. Now, it might not be the wider population, but the many, I, I think, we're going to see this passive bubble pop. And, and, yeah, you could end up with this ETF or this funds. I mean, ultimately, they end up with, like, hedge funds. I mean, hedge funds are generally more active than mutual funds and, and ETFs and all these other passive ways of investing, right? And so you'll see this move into that space. It's just a matter of, of time and, and obviously uh, an, an event, or a series of events that will lead to the popping of this bubble. It's going to be tremendous. And you'll see a lot of investors, a lot of soon-to-be or current retirees, really flabbergasted by this move, I think. Because they've been told probably their entire working life that ETFs, not ETFs, passive investing, 401ks, IRAs, 409ks, whatever else, that's the way to go. That that's the way to save for retirement. You don't need to worry about this because you are a structural engineer you are a nurse you're a doctor you're a, you have no business in making your own investment decisions other than whether or not you're going to put the money in right we can handle it from here and and they'll kind of end up in this environment where hey what worked for past retirees is not going to work out for me and they're going to be left asking well, I mean, where do I go from here? I've lost uh, the, the ability to retire as I thought I might. But there's also going to be a lot of investors younger than them, Gen Xers, maybe some of baby boomers, certainly millennials, Zoomers, et cetera, uh, Gen Z, that will be able to adjust accordingly, or maybe already have adjusted accordingly and will realize that, hey, I, I took a hit here, not making that mistake again. Right? I want something that is actively trade and if it's not them it's those that are uh, advisors brokers managers of these funds that will be making that decision for them so something to look forward to this bubble gosh it doesn't get talked about enough so as always i'd like to thank you once again from the bottom of my heart don't forget about delphia again down below in the description maybe i'll put in the comments uh depends on when i publish this but look for the description for it so as always thank you from the bottom of my heart for tuning in and god bless